Welcome to Living Chassidus. Together, let's live the Chassidus we learn. Okay, welcome everybody for our rocking kickoff for 60 days. Um, systematic Avaida Initiative for Elul and Tishrei. We actually, today is our, the beginning of our eighth annual Systematic Avaida Initiative for Elul and Tishrei, which is a pretty big deal. It's a big number, Baruch Hashem. So it kind of started <clears throat> about eight years ago when um, a few of us we're discussing how Tishrei is coming. And most people's reactions were either a freak out or absolute uh, fear or stress um, about the upcoming year and Tishrei plans, whether it was married ladies who felt like now they're going to have to cook up a storm for the next entire month and host a million people, or whether it was single ladies that it's very stressful to be asking to be hosted for a million meals. Um, I know that for some people, they also, it kind of hits them that like, this is a Tishrei that they wanted to be married by. So I know that Elul can sometimes be the like, it's like the first step to the stress of Tishrei. Um, so we decided we're going to find a way to really make it practical, to make it an experience that changes us in very deep and exciting ways. So we started looking into this book. Um, it was a book written by Rabbi Simon Jacobson. He was one of the chayzrim, he's one of the chayzrim for the Rebbe. So when the Rebbe would speak, um, especially on Shabbos and Yom Tov, there was no recordings. So how do we have a million and a half svarim giving us, you know, the Kotei Sechas and Maimarim and um, Taras Menachem, all of that came about because there was a group of men that would memorize word for word everything the Rebbe would say and then as soon as he would finish they would gather together and um, after Shabbos or after Yom Tev, they would transcribe it. So right, Jacobson has had to really intake hours and hours and years and years worth of the Rebbe's um, you know Sechas, Maimar, Parbrengans and he made this book, which I love the concept of making a daily practice. I think a lot of us discuss how Elul is coming. So we're like, ah, oh, it's the king in the field. We should do something. You know, we blow shofar every day. There must be something that we could do. Let's do tshuva. That's usually the, the internal speech. Let's do tshuva. I need to do tshuva. And then comes Chayelo, and you're like, no, for real, let's really do Tshuva. Well, now we're in the middle of Elo. we got to really get into it. And then comes, you know, Shabbos Luchas, and we're like, okay, we got to really get into it. we got to really pitch in. And lo and behold, Rosh Hashanah comes, and we feel, ugh, what could have, should have, would have. So unless there's a daily practice, the concept of doing Tshuva and doing doing like a, a real accounting on your past year, unless there's a daily practice for that, it's just, it, it becomes daunting and incredibly heavy. So 
<clears throat> so we have this wonderful book called 60 days and for every single day there is um one page of reading and a question or sorry one page of reading with some sort of question or or uh, something to work through and there's also a bit of history if you'd like or laws and customs to prepare yourself so for example here i turned open up the page for the laws and customs of slichas what it's what do we do what do we when does it start um all that so for every page there's a reading exercise for the day now as i said we've been doing this for eight years so for someone who's read the book eight times we might need a little freshening up so last year with a huge incredible help of our dear friend Ruta Cohen woohoo she's the bomb um Living Chassidus created an addition a supplemental book that goes along with this with the 60 days book called Crowning the King and each page has a an exercise or a question that brings down the reading a little bit more practical, gets a little bit more um, personal. And I've actually, we also added a few extra readings. So let's say you feel like, okay, this week I've read, I've already read it. I've read it for a few years in a row. I want to read something a little different. So there's also a few extra readings. Um, as part of each chapter. So we beautifully designed the book and um, everyone can still order it on our, um, on our website. Now, I wanna give a huge, huge shout out to the sponsor who sponsored um, the printing of this book because if I were to charge the amount that it takes to make this book, it would be above and beyond everybody's budgets. It was, this is uh, a work of love and a lot of time and a lot of effort. So I wanna give a very special shout out and a huge, huge thank you on behalf of all of us to the Wood Eisenberg family. And it says in the front page, it says this book is dedicated by the Wood Eisenberg family in honor of the Weiss family for all the work that they are doing may bring Mashiach speedily. So thank you so much to Yosefa Benyamin and all of your beautiful kinderlach. Yosef and Benjamin are actually living Chassidus alumni. So we're, oh, Yosefa, yeah. We're very, very lucky. So anyway, we decided to do this 60 days program. Now take a wild guess at how long it lasted the first year. Anyone? What? Oh, give us a little hope here. <laughs> we made it till about high elo. And then our group fizzled out. And the next year we decided to add, we decided to add, no, the fire bring-ins every other week. So then we made it till Asar Batavis, I'm pretty sure, maybe, maybe past Yom Kippur. Then we decided to add the prizes component. No, the journal, the journal. So here we have a Limitless journal. Everyone who signed up is getting one. We decided to add the journal piece. Hey. And that year we made it to Sukkis. 
So then we decided to add the journaling earns you prizes. As, I, as you can see, Baruch Hashem, over this time period, we've given Svarim, we've given venture holders, we've given um, more Svarim, we've given our beautiful Shabbos candle, um, Shabbos matches. Um, we've given Shabbos match tray. We've given all kinds of incredible, oh, we've also done jewelry and candle holders. We did the Living Chassidus umbrella, which is a gorgeous umbrella that says, let the brachas rain down. Very proud of that. It came in a moment of absolute inspiration. So then that year we added the prizes and suddenly a big chunk of the group made it throughout the entire Elul and the entire Tishrei. So we realized that there's a special recipe with a special piece that is absolutely needed for our Nefesh of Bahamas to get excited for the program. And that led to what we do now. So with that said, I want to also invite everyone. Um, last year we gave it as a prize and by great Pashkachapatis, we have some extras. So if anybody would like to purchase Lessons in Anilid Daidi, which is the Sikhs in English type of translation of both um, Anilid Daidi of Lakate Terra from the Alter Rebbe and Anilid Daidi of Tafshin Chavvav of our Rebbe. They're both in here. You can enjoy it. Now's a great time to set up a Chavrusa or even learn it by yourself. And we have extras available. So if you want some of that. Okay. <clears throat> Um, tonight's Fabringen is anonymously sponsored by a wonderful friend of mine who is starting a journey of personal health and not just so personal, but it's also for her and her family. And today she was asking me for some advice as she knows that I, our family doesn't eat sugar and it's a whole longer Fabringen for a different time. Um, so I mentioned I have to go prepare for this for ringing, so I can't really answer. I have to go back to work because living chassidus is my full-time job. So she said to me, if I can sponsor, if I can sponsor your days, your day's worth of work, can you please help me with this? And right away, she sent over the full sponsorship for tonight's Faringen. So kolakavot to her and Hashem should bench her and her entire family with Briut, good health and good life and nachas for her children and shalom bias and only revealed good abundant parnasa, good, happy, healthy, long years. Hashem should venture ad bleed die. Okay, so I will start with a raise of hands because I love group involvement and I'm sure this is going to really get everybody involved. Um, I want to do a raise of hands. If you've ever started Hello! Speaking of starting, <laughs> if you've ever started a new endeavor, have you ever started a new endeavor, whether it's a project, a book, a school year, a program? Literally, you guys have never started anything new in your lives? That was the full. Have you ever started a new endeavor? Okay, now, part two of this raise of hands. Have you ever started a new endeavor that you were so excited about, and yet when it came to the finish line, you weren't quite there for it? 
Have you ever started something new that you haven't finished? There we go. <laughs> so we all know that feeling. And we all know the feeling of the excitement of something fresh and new. And we also know the feeling of that excitement fizzling off. And when it comes to Elul, we actually have a concept. Let me just open up my notes. There we go. We have a concept <clears throat> that as much as from the month of Tishrei, sorry, from the month of Nisan, which is the beginning of the months, the beginning of the year, counting from months, Nisan is the first month. And so we count on forward. It isn't number one because Nissan is number one. It's also not number 12 because other would be number 12. So as much as it's not the beginning from that end, it is in fact the end of the time period of the year, counting from the year. So right, so the first of the year is Rosh Hashanah and Elul is essentially the last month before Rosh Hashanah, which then begins the month of Tishri. So for many of us, Elul feels like the end of an era. It feels like the finish line. And sometimes we are so exhausted by the process of trying to keep something up that we forget to finish strong. Elul brings, at least for me, I know that when this preparing for Elul um, started in my house, which is like a few weeks ago. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to prepare for systematic Avaita initiative. <laughs> so when that thought came, I kind of had a moment and I hate to admit it out loud, but I, I think I should say it so everyone feels normal. But I had a moment of mourning the end of my summer. I know it's still summer and it's still, we're still kind of in it. Although to be completely honest, tomorrow is the last day of camp and I then I have mommy camp for a while till school starts. So it's a new experience. So anyway, morning, the end of summer. And for many of us, Elul comes with the <sighs> Tishri's coming. And we start to focus Tishri shopping, Tishri preparing. Where are we going to be for Tishrei? Where are we not going to be for Tishrei? Who are we going to be with for Tishrei? Um, what are we going to do? What should attend? Like, it kind of gets that snowball effect going until like, <gasps> Tishrei's coming! And then like hits us. So I remember once putting the, the, the muscle of, you know, like when you get into a roller coaster and you sit down you like either strap yourself in or like that bar comes down, right? And you're like, uh-oh, I'm stuck here now. <laughs> no turning back. And then it goes the the tickety, 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 tickety up the hill. You know, like here, like tick, 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 tick. And then you have that empty moment where you look down, you're like, I'm really high up. Shoom. like slide down quickly. So I'll tell you, my son, one of my sons, decided they went to an amusement park for the first time in his life and he decided that in his own words I thought it would be really fun to go on the tallest roller coaster <laughs> and 
let's just put it this way. He came home and goes, mommy, that was scary. Really scary. Why does anyone ever do that? <laughs> You're with him. Exactly. So we all have the feeling of the dick, 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 the empty space where you're like, oh gosh, and then the drop. So for me, Elul is the tick, 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 tick. Rishchidosh Elul is the sitting down and like, click. <laughs> We're like, ready or not, here we come. And then comes the excitement. Because it, especially if you're in Crown Heights, in my opinion, Crown Heights, you just like don't stop from high Elul or Slicha's time the population in Crown Heights triples. And then there's just longer lines everywhere. And there's a lot of people. And then it's like Rosh Hashanah and boom, boom, boom. Five seconds later, it's Shabbat Shuvah. Five seconds later, it's Yom Kippur fasting. Five seconds later, is, what do you mean? How come you didn't buy your little Vanessa or organize a little Vanessa or organize yourself a sukkah or make a sukkah or you're already late because by the time you hit, it's just too late. And it's just go, 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 go until that last dance before Mincha on Simcha's Torah. And you say, how did we get here? You're like, I know the feeling. I'm like spent. And my house looks like a tornado hit it for the last month straight. My poor cleaning lady's like, what happened here? And then you have to cook for Shabbos Voracious. So like, <laughs> don't think you're, oh, it's over yet. It's just still Shabbos Voracious. So here we are at the beginning when this straps us in. And we could come at it from a point of dread, chas v'shalom, Or we could come at it from the Hashem glasses perspective. The whole purpose of living chasidus is to help all of us see the world through Hashem's eyes, through Hashem's perspective. And imagine from Hashem's perspective, and he's sitting here, and he says, I sent you guys off on a journey, on a year-long journey, to go through your life experiences, whether it was and getting into the grind of things, whether it's Kislev and all of the of Kislev. And I sent you off to Teves, to Adar with preparing for Purim and, and all the nice celebrations. Then, then we had a wonderful Seder for Pesach where we shared and we grew and we, okay, I omitted the preparations for Pesach because like, let's just not go there. <laughs> But we had Pesach, and then we had the beautiful Lakba Eimer. Especially this year, we had an incredible Hakel. It was a uh, in Crown Heights Lakba Eimer. He was absolutely incredible, and and then off we went to enjoy our summers. Whether our summer for us is stressful, and we did this. Uh, it's funny. It's funny. We did this free summer. Oh my gosh. I was the last speaker at the end of the last SAI. Oh, wow. So we're going to connect. The the end is wedged in the beginning, and the beginning is wedged in the end. That's really funny to realize that. So the last for ringing for our last SAI was all about how to go into our summer with Hashem and not forget about Hashem in our summer plans. 
So now here we are, and hopefully we all did beautiful Avaidah, but let's be honest, we're not perfect. We don't, he doesn't expect perfection, and we definitely aren't perfect. So I'm sure there's what we could have done to improve. And Mashem's viewpoint comes Elul, and I don't think he's dreading it. I think on his perspective, he's actually pretty excited to come hang out with us. To hear the shofar blow, that every morning we remind ourselves, ah, Melech Pasadeh, the king is in the field. Not just a field, he's in my field. He's in my court. He's playing with me on my level, in my grind. And this lofty, incredible Hashem makes time and space to be just with us. Now, as we know from the Mashal from the Alter Abba, he doesn't just <clears throat> he doesn't just come into our space, but he does so on our terms. He waits for us to turn to him. He says, I'm here and I'm available, but I want you to want me. It's very interesting. My father-in-law is an incredibly holy tzaddik. Shem should bench him, but only revealed good. And the last time he was here was eight years ago for my son's, my second son. I have five kids right now, Tainahara. So he came for my second son's bris. And I was speaking to him a few months ago and I said, no Saba, when are you coming? <laughs> And he said, you know, I'm thinking I'll come for Levik's Bar Mitzvah. So Levik's Bar Mitzvah is in three years. He had a plan to come in three years. And with a lot of love and good, healthy persistence, I said, Saba, so much can happen in three years. How many more kids will we have by then? <laughs> We came to Australia in 2018. So he hasn't even met my two youngest kids, or he hadn't even met my two youngest kids. And again, with abundant love, I said, we would love, love, love to have you. My mother-in-law jumped right in. She's like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> She's a woman of action. And lo and behold, a ticket was bought and plans were made. And he just spent the most incredible on my my behalf. And I know he said so too. So I know he has spent the most incredible past two weeks with us here in Crown Heights. And it was very, 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 very sad to see him go. He left, um, we dropped him off at the airport on Tuesday and he's still on his flight. <laughs> he hasn't yet landed in Melbourne. It takes like 30 hours from door to door. So, um, so I want to share his visit to us was such a great muscle in my life for Melech Basada. He came into my space. He came into our family's daily routine. And he was here and available 24-7 for two weeks straight. 
And all we had to do was say, Saba, we would love to have you for breakfast. Saba, Sunday fun day is happening. Can you come with us? Saba, the kids want to play XYZ with you. And right away he would come. And he didn't impose. He would never show up just nilly-willy. He said, it's your space. It's your schedule. I know that you guys have the kids and you're so busy with them. And he never pushed, but he was always available when we needed him. And not only that, but when he came, he came with such love and such willingness to give himself over for whatever the family needed. And for me, it was such a, a, a beautiful reminder of what Hashem does for us during the month of Elul. He says, I'm coming to visit you. I'm coming to your door. You want me? Call me. I'm here for you. And not just I'm here for you and I'm going to come and impose. No, I'm here for you. Turn to me with what you need. I'll do whatever you need from me. I'm yours. So come, Aryeh Tahara, and says, oh, but my year wasn't great. I messed up. I messed up in this and I messed up in that. And it's possible I didn't daven as much as I wanted to. It's possible I didn't do my chetas or I didn't show up to as many Limech Sinus events I wanted to. <laughs> it's possible we didn't fulfill the full extent of our, our potential. But he's still waiting for us. And he's still waiting for us lovingly. Not just new with a magnifying glass. What did you do wrong? No. How did you fail? How did you mess this up? No. He's there and he says, I love you. I care for you. All you have to do is call. He loves us. He cares for us. And all we have to do is call. So, as I began, many of us start new things with a lot of excitement. And many of us have excitement for a day, two days, three days, four days, a week, two weeks. As I said about our 60 days program, the first year we made it to Chayel, the second year we made it to Aser, the third year we made it to Sukkot. You know, it's hard to keep Okay. Um, yes. It's hard to keep track. It's hard to keep track of, of our hachlatas, and it's hard to keep track of a full year's worth of growth. And so that's why we have a full month's worth to focus on the positive of Hashem's loving kindness and how he's there waiting for us as opposed to focus on the negative of the judgment day is coming. I, I forbringed about this, I think last year at some point, whether it's at my Shabbos table or Rosh Hashanah table, I can't remember. But there's a beautiful set of comic books that bring the yomtiv into like day-to-day -day application, so to speak. So, for example, for Sukkis, it's let's go to the base of Migdash, and they 
they pretend or like they make it as if the base of Mikdash was right here, right now. So it's like we all go on the subway and like we take our, you know, whatever carbonate is like there's a special cart of the subway, like just for your carbonate. So you put your little whatever animal it is in that cart and then you get in. It's so beautifully done. So in general, I really love their um, their full set. And last year I bought the Rosh Hashanah one. I was like, okay, I've liked Sokis. I like the Purim one. You know, I've liked different ones. I bought the Rosh Hashanah one. And I'm reading it with my kids at the end of Elul. And I'm like, what is this? Oh, um, what are they called? I have to, I don't remember. I have to, I'll have to publicize it after. later. What would it be like? I think it's like, what would, what would it be like series? Something like that. It's big, tall comic books. Um, anyway, so I, I come to Roshana and I'm reading it for my kids because we usually take it out and we read it before the umptive so we're prepared. The entire thing was fear and dread and you have to do tshuva because they're going to judge you. It's judgment day. It's the gavel is about to come down. And I was like petrified. And my kids were a little conf- like they were a little taken aback. Like they were just like, oh, that, this is interesting. Not what we usually hear about on Rosh Hashanah. But meanwhile, my husband's like, you have to stop reading this. This is like not our shit at all. So it, it, it made me realize last Elul how much that level of fear and not necessarily like awe as we speak of in Chassidus of like and the appreciation that the king himself is hanging out with us like constantly that is so cool in an awesome way not in a dread and panic and ugh, stress it's awesome that the king is here it's not terrifying so um i want to mention uh take a small pause in my thought process to mention Tonight's Ferengin is sponsored for Yosef Ben Sharon on his birthday tonight. And he should have Gesund, Geula, Rafua, and Yeshua. And it should be only brachis for him and his entire family. Only good and revealed good. Okay. So as we're entering into this month of Elul, I want to invite all of us to look through, to look through all of our unfinished business. All the nice achatas we thought we should carry, all the nice projects we began. And don't look at them as a disappointment. Don't carry them as a failure. Celebrate the wins and finish off strong. And the flavor of El should be how awesome it is that the king is here sitting with me, waiting lovingly for me to turn to him. And that should give us the inspiration to really, really come into Tishrei, not with dread, not with disappointment, 
not with negativity, with an excitement to return the favor. The king came to our field. Let's show up for him. Let's show up when he is wanting us in his palace and he is expecting us to show up and be the simcha. Not come, say al chait because we're dirty. Come and say al chait because I love you so much. I love you so much and I want to finish off this year strong. So, how do we do this? We all know that if we were to come and really sit down and say, okay, let me make a list of all the unfinished business. First of all, it'd be daunting. A, I don't remember half of the achatas I made that I didn't finish. If I didn't finish them, they're probably forgotten. B, even the ones I did finish, I probably didn't finish them for a reason. I know a few years ago, I took on to learn um, the schedule of Project Likotei Sechus. And <clears throat> I think the first few weeks that it was like three Sechus, <laughs> it definitely got to me and I kept trying to like keep track of all the ones I missed and I, I realized that the issue was that for everyone I missed of whatever past week now the next week came and it wasn't three it was four and then it was five because it was the next you know the ones I missed and then the ones I missed and then just kept accumulating and suddenly I turned to my husband and I said, you know what, even if I don't finish every single sicha for the next eight years, because that's a huge undertaking, I can celebrate the fact that I learned a ton of sichas. I didn't finish all of them, but I did a lot of them. And not only that, let's say I didn't even do a lot of them. At least I did more than what I would have done if I hadn't done this program, right? So if we have that mindset, which is such a chassidish attach on things, think about it from the positive perspective. That's going to get us started and get us kick, you know, a nice swift kick in the positive way to pick up whatever else that we may have dropped and say, okay, I didn't finish it, but at least I did more than I would have done if I hadn't taken this on. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Baruch Hashem, I just got a stamp of approval. <laughs> so, so here comes Elul. And as we know, many of us go, here comes Elul. <laughs> and in reality, hello. Such a great schuss. In reality, come sit down, enjoy. Lots of space, Baruch Hashem. In reality, Elo brings that deep breath in. So as we know that when Hashem creates the world, Hashem speaks the world into creation. And as we know, that speech requires breath. 
it doesn't require as much breath as blowing. We also, whoever, there's plenty of chassidahs speaking about that, but it still requires breath. If someone is out of breath, I have a hard time speaking. Thank you. If someone's out of breath, they have a hard time speaking. So here we come into Elul. And as we take in this month in preparation for Tishrei, which Tishrei, the end of Elul is Barisha's Kim, it's the last days. Rosh Hashanah is the day, the last day of that. Rosh Hashanah, we spend a long, long, long time. What's one of the activities we do the most on Rosh Hashanah? I mean, other than other than eating, yes, davening. There we go. So we spend a huge chunk of our day davening, and davening represents words that are spoken. So Tishrei, we come and we create through our speech and through our davening we create the will of Hashem which gives us brachas for the whole year so in preparation for all of our davening we have an entire month of right so sometimes we think of it as I was coming but now, hopefully, through everything we've said so far, and through everything we will say through this rest of the Farbrangan, hopefully our deep breath in is a is a intake as a positive preparation for the creation of all the brachas that are come uh, that are going to come for us, come to us for the upcoming year. This month is the inhale that then gives us the kayach to exhale all of our davening and all of our brachas into existence throughout the month of Tishrei. So we come and we inhale in, as we said in the beginning of the Ferengen, we inhale in this entire year's worth of accomplishments. We also bring those to the table. Because we did say, let's, let's look at all the things we didn't finish. But how come... For anyone who's dated, I'm pretty sure the room might know about this. How come for a date, we make an effort to come in with our best foot forward? And meanwhile, for Elul, we come in with all of our... <clears throat> let's intake and let's appreciate how much more so all the accomplishments we have achieved over the year. Let's begin this Elul with our best foot forward. Let's say, you know what? I will celebrate how beautiful my Tishrei last year was. I will celebrate all the wonderful Yamam Taivim that I had. Okay, maybe some weren't so, so great, but let me celebrate the greatness of what did happen. Let me celebrate the, the hard work I put into my Cheshven. I really put in the grind. I showed Hashem that the nine to five on a Monday to Friday, I really gave it all my, everything I've got. Let me celebrate everything I put into Rosh Chedesh Kislev and Hanukkah, Yutes Kislev, Yudalad Kislev. Let me celebrate Kei Let me celebrate 
all of the preparations that we did during Shvat for Yud Shvat. Let me celebrate my wonderful Purim. Let me celebrate the hard work, and I'm sure everyone gave it a lot of hard work to prepare for Pesach. Let me celebrate Pesach. Whether I suffered through not having what to eat, or I loved it because it, the, you know, the gluten and the carbs are terrible for me throughout the year. Regardless, let me celebrate my late nights spent looking at my Haggadah. Let me celebrate Sfirah Sa'imer. Let me celebrate the fact that I was, a ha I was part of one of the largest hakels for Lagba Eimer. Let me celebrate my Shavuos. Let me celebrate the incredible hard work we put into our summer. So don't just come into Elul. A, and these are topics we've covered, just to recap. Don't come into Elul dreading Tishrei. Or dreading Elul. Start there. Hashem is here lovingly waiting for you. I promise you he's not dreading Elul. He's not dreading the shofar being blown every day to remind us the call of our neshama. He's not dreading sitting with us in our field, like my father-in-law sat here in Crown Heights, waiting for the loving call from his grandchildren. Saba, come play with us. He's not dreading all of us really giving ourselves to feel him and love him and not come at it from fear and dread, but come at it from love and an awesome feeling. And we can come and not just bring in all the things that were untied business, everything, all the achlatas that we didn't finish. Not only can we bring those and say, I want to give it my all to try and finish this year strong, but also bring in your best foot forward. Show Hashem how well you did this year. Show Hashem and celebrate for Him and yourself all your wins and all your growth. Show Him what you are bringing to the table to build this inhale so then we can create brachas for our entire year. And through that, we are literally living with Elul and living with Tishrei with the best Hashem glasses as possible. I want to bench everybody with a Ksiva Vachsimateva, Lashanateva, Masuka. May we come at this year and at the preparation for this upcoming year with love, with excitement, with healing, with. Uh, a renewed love and bond with Hashem himself. And may we give it our all. Let's not give up. Let's, let's finish the year off strong. Any questions? Any comments? Any ideas? Exactly. Happy 
And if, if, if this is the love for my loving father-in-law and he's a tzaddik to Kamayu, he's just something else from a different world. I told him, I said, I said this Monday night at the Shalom Bayes uh, marriage here. I said, I told him, Saba, when I grow up, I want to be like you. When I grow up, I want to be like him. And if that's how it feels from his loving embrace, how much more so from Hashem's loving embrace? Like, can you imagine he's just there in your space saying, I'm here if you need me. You can turn to me whatever you want. Ask me for anything. Share with me anything. Be with me and I'll be with you. And how much nicer is that elbow than Tishri's <gasps> coming? <laughs> right? Or, oh my gosh, I didn't do this and I didn't do that. And I, Chova, Chova, Chova. Come at it from Chova Ma'ava. Chova from love. He loves you. You love him. Turn to him from love. That's a different elbow. A different album. Yeah. What is good? Hello. Hello, gorgeous lady. <laughs> Any other questions or comments or thoughts, stories? Okay, so I'll finish off um, by sharing yet again. We made it very practical and we made it very positive to do an incredible program called 60 Days Systematic Avaita Initiative for Elul and Tishri, where you have a daily piece of reading. Ah, one second. This should not be a cause. Yetahara, to say you started something and then you didn't finish it <laughs> we will probably all start it and we will probably all mess up at some point or another I'm just giving a heads up if you're not getting a what vintage yes <laughs> this is this is uh, the old uh, vintage kind so not only do we make this program accessible, the way that it works is that you do your daily reading and at least one journal entry, at least one. Don't take more than you can chew. I made it realistic and practical, but at least one journal entry in your journal. It's between you and Hashem. I don't check it. You don't have to share it with anybody. And if you do at least one daily, uh, one weekly, blah, 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 one journal entry a week, then at the next Ferengin, which we have Ferengins every other week, at the next Ferengin, we give out prizes. And the prizes are very exciting. We have given Svarim, we have given, can I borrow your necklace? We didn't actually give it. Oh, we have given necklaces we did give this one out so that's really funny um we have given 
candle lighting uh, trays, we have given venture holders, we have given umbrellas, and what else did I miss? Plants. We have given an incredible array of gifts and prizes because we really want to get your Nefesh Bahamas pumped and excited for this. And if you'd like an even cooler and upgraded version, Living Chassidus made a book um, with deeper or more different types of brought down questions for the daily reading and also different additional readings if you'd like to enjoy something else. Um, and all of this is available here at Living Chassidus. You can join online if you're out of town everything's on zoom and then the recordings will also be up uploaded onto our youtube and our podcast um and everything is shippable so we have shipped prizes and materials in the past so yeah i want to wish i want to bench every single one of you with only good and revealed good you should have a month of elul filled with love and appreciation for the king in your field I want you to think of yourself as being in the field with him, not somewhere else spaced out, and turn to him, talk to him, make him a part of your everyday experience. And through that, you should have a thrill and an excitement for the upcoming history, not a dread. And Hashem should bench you with only brachis and revealed good in all ways. Fine. Awesome. Yeah. Let me.